What's up, everybody? It is Meredith and Alexa of the Diet Doc Movement. And you have heard us say quite frequently, every good coach has a coach. So today I am super excited to introduce my coach, Ms. Kelly Wright. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about your... Well, I think like most people, when I, you know, started CrossFit, CrossFit really introduced me to first paleo and then carb cycling and tracking my food. And I, you know, had a coach through my gym and started to see the benefits just of like that awareness piece and the fact that like, oh, I wasn't like eating protein ever or vegetables. Um, So the more that I worked with a coach, the more that I got into it, um, that just kind of naturally transitioned into me getting the precision nutrition certification. And then I kind of just didn't do anything with it for a while. Life changed. I thought I was going to go be a nurse practitioner, looked at the curriculum, really hated it and decided that it was time to pursue like what I'm actually passionate about, which is helping people get healthy and, you know, physically and like also like mentally, you know, we're always at war with our bodies. And I think the root of all that can be food and how we view it and how we eat it and, you know, changing our relationship with it. So during COVID, I kind of just like really got to work and I've been able to grow my little, my little business and finally feel like I'm making an impact. Well, I can attest you are making a huge impact. (laughs) Um, And I love the fact that you mentioned that it's not just really, it's not just about the food. That's something Alexa and I always talk about that so much of the work that we do with clients is of course, you know, we're teaching the science of nutrition and macronutrients and energy balance, but a lot of the work goes well beyond just tracking macros. Yeah. I say that all the time. Like it's like, if you want to lose weight, change your body, get stronger, food is like the vessel to get that done. You know, you have to increase or decrease calories, but at the end of the day, it's like your habits and your day-to-day actions and your mindset that are going to get you there. Not like the fact that you had a cookie instead of a little sweet potato and butter because calorically those could be the same. It's making like certain decisions and being able to like say yes or no to things, but it's not just the food. And I know you work with your clients with, with the food, obviously, and tracking macros. I I would love for you to touch on how tracking macros doesn't have to be this like disciplinary action of like, I need to restrict hit certain numbers or like to find that appropriate energy balance and and how macros can mean so much more than just, you know, dieting down. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, they don't, this is hard for them because when you input your numbers, your weight and your activity into something like my fitness pal or chronometer, the number they give you to eat is so low. Like you always come up with these like crazy low caloric intakes. So without working with someone who knows better, you go into this thinking like, oh gosh, I only have like 1400 calories. And then it becomes for them like 
how do I do this to hit that number versus what I like to tell people is you can eat whatever you want. Yes. To hit like certain calorie ranges, if you have specific goals, but at the end of the day, like for most, for most humans who have never tracked their food before, like you're going to get to eat more the longer we do this, um, whether you're reverse dieting, if you're putting on muscle. So even just the act of like increasing your calories means that you just have a little bit more food freedom to play with. But let's say you don't, and you're just getting started. Um, I like to tell people like to see it as we're not restricting. You do have to make like mindful choices if you're trying to like improve your health or change your body, but restriction is always going to lead you to binging. It's going to lead you to like emotional turmoil with that food. So tracking your macros at least gives you the opportunity to say, I know that I love a dessert every night and a sweet treat after lunch. So track those first and like work your day around that. And then you're getting all those things that you love. And so for me, it's like, and a lot of my clients tracking isn't restriction. It's actually like teaching you how to balance everything. Yeah. We talk a lot about like reverse engineering your day. So just like finances, right? Like you can spend and spend and spend and look back and then like, oh shit, (laughs) I quote screwed up because I spent more than I was hoping to. But if you, you know, budget for the things that you like, whether it's a new car or dessert after dinner, then you can look at the rest of the day and plan accordingly. So I find if you can start to apply that, Mm -hmm. then there, there isn't that feeling of, okay, I'm using macros to restrict or to um, limit, but use macros to really understand like what, what else you can put in your body and, and how you can enjoy your diet in an appropriate quantity. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people also start to realize is that, you know, you're eating, most people start out and they're eating carbs and fat and like maybe a serving of protein. It can be difficult at first to understand like, okay, some carbs might have to come down a bit. Some fats might have to come down because they have to make room for protein, but then they start feeling so much better, having so much more energy, like feeling full throughout the day. And then they start seeing the body changes and it's like, oh, once you like see and feel better, like tracking also just gets easier with time. And I like that you say the reverse engineering thing, cause that's what I have. I try to have people do that. Like if you have time to say like, okay, I know that I want a burger and a beer for dinner okay, I'm going to go like input that. And then I see like how much I have for the rest of the day. And it's just about making like better choices because I know versus before, you know, you, you know, you're going to want your burger and beer, but then at lunch, someone offers you, you know, a sandwich and chips and you like go for it. And then there's a cookie. And then before you know it, like, these things keep happening and you're not making any progress. And it's like, well, you just kind of have, like, you don't know what you don't know. So by pre-logging your day, you can make better decisions earlier in the day, hit your goals more consistently. And hopefully, you know, you start seeing those changes you're after. 
And you said like, if you have time, I think people that are really ready to make that change and understand what their body is capable of, sometimes it's just about making the time. Like (laughs) Alexa and myself, and I'm sure I can speak for you too, that we are freaking busy. but we have carved out the time to still input our food, not in a place of like, okay, I have to track because I'm, you know, trying to make these changes, but tracking. So I continue to understand how I'm uh, affecting my body. And, you know, while I'm cooking my eggs, I'm inputting my eggs and it's, it's prioritizing those priorities in life. And And I think pre-tracking is, especially when you're first learning, one of the most important things that you can do. Yeah. And I think as you, you know, also people in general, before they get started, don't know that like meat is a protein and a fat and there are no carbs in it or that vegetables are carbs and that sweet potatoes are going to have more carbs than like your bell peppers, but they're all still vegetables and like good for you. So people just don't know these things. So if by pre-tracking, you can say like, oh, this meal has like this many carbs and fats or like this food, cool. Like it also is just like a process of teaching you the thing, which I try to push that on my clients. Like I'm not here to like be your macro police or the food log police. Like I'm here to teach you, but like when you go into your app and do it first, you, there should be like some things turning in your head of like, oh, this meal was really low in protein. How can I bump it? And if you're doing this before you eat, then you're like not trying to play catch up at the end of the day or coming up with like crazy food combinations because you have like 60 grams of protein and five grams of fat and like no carbs. Like if you can do it in the moment and make a more balanced meal, you're just setting yourself up for each meal. And then another thing I like to add is like, then you know exactly what you need to put together in the kitchen. So like you're saving time there of like, oh, I'm going to have, you know, this, this, and this. And I know exactly how much of each I need. And you can just like whip it out. It's amazing to me how many of our clients that, you know, their, their frustration or their challenges, man, I just, I just seem to keep going over in this area or under in this area. And then I always bring it back to like, Hey, are you a tracking and logging before you eat? Yeah. And B, are you actually looking at what you're tracking not just tracking it, but using it as a learning tool. And it's amazing how many clients are like, Oh, well, maybe if I do that, then it'll help me to not go over it. I'm like, ta-da, you know? It's like macro Tetris. Um, And then I have a post coming on this, but like serving sizes aren't like your serving size. So there's like, I don't know. I found an article of like where they came from. It's just like an arbitrary number. So cereal is typically like, 30 grams of cereal is a, is a serving size. And that gets you about like 24, 25 grams of carbs. Well, if you're like an athlete who wants a higher carb breakfast, you're like, gosh, I always have to think of like a cereal and then another carb and then another carb. And it's like, why don't you just like eat more cereal? Cause like, that's probably a small serving for you anyways, or 
I, gosh, like every time I have like, you know, your typical four ounces of chicken, I'm still low on protein. And it's like, well, that's because like four ounces of protein is like kind of small for you now, like five or six and just changing the amount you eat that will get you there. You don't have to be like adding. Everyone's always like, what's, what's another like protein source for this? Or what's another good snack for this? And it's like, instead of like trying to fit more things in, just make your meals bigger. So what you already have. That's one yeah, of the things we suggest all the time. Yeah, hey, if you're going to have four ounces of chicken, just make it six. Voila. Yeah, we don't need to add like another midday snack. Also having that mindset of not being then bound to tracking that, you know, if I'm not tracking, then what the hell, all the rules go out the window, but how can we apply everything that we've learned from tracking to everyday eating, maybe after goal attainment or on seasons of life that it doesn't make sense to sit down and pre-track? I think this always all comes down to like the person being really honest with themselves. You know, I've been doing this for about five years and anytime that I've tried to like kind of loosen the reins, like unfortunately I loosen the reins like way too much and I have to come back to it. And that's just me being like honest with the fact that I like the accountability. You know, I'm probably still dealing with some emotional stress eating issues with certain foods, you know, that I have to work through, but this all comes down to, I think what that person can handle. Um, there's always going to be seasons of life that change things up. Like we're always going to be busy. Um, so I think the like busyness excuse is kind of like, well, like when does life really slow down? Like, let's be honest, but I think there's like ways to do this in step. So if you are not into like tracking every little in life right now, like at least track protein, because we know that that's really the most important one. And that's going to give us the most like return on investment, track protein, and then, you know, hunger, hunger cues, which, you know, that's another hard one, because if you've been chronically under eating, your hunger signals are going to be a little messed up. If you end up reaching one day for a lot of simple carbs and sugary stuff, like, again, you're going to feel hungrier, even though you may have already hit, you know, your certain calorie goal. But yeah, I mean, if you're not tracking at some point, you do just have to like, listen to your body. Um, there's also like taking pictures. I think that's also a nice way to kind of transition is like take a picture of your meal and you know when you can like go back and like think about how your day went like look at that meal and it's portions of everything and think to yourself like does this look like something I was eating before and that's kind of what I have people do on vacation because like nobody's gonna track on me like people just <laughs> you, we say we are and then we get on vacation and like no but when you order your meal at a restaurant, take a quick look at it. If it doesn't really look like something you would have had before, either don't eat the whole thing or like put half of it in a to-go box um, and just kind of utilize what you've learned. And hopefully while you were tracking, you were paying attention to like, oh, wow, this meal is like 
half vegetables and like one little source of like a starch or something and like a huge chunk of protein and try to mimic that even when you're not like inputting every everything to the gram. What are some of the other things you recommend clients to whether track initially or indefinitely, or just like keep an eye on outside of macronutrients and calories? Fiber. Definitely at first when people, again, like people just like don't know how to eat. Like I, I didn't really know how to eat five years ago. Um, but everyone usually starts out pretty low in fiber because they are getting carbs from like just sugars or grains and just not enough vegetables. And then for whatever reason, like people are scared of fruit. Um, It's like, like aren't eating enough fruit and just too much processed food. Um, So I always try to bump everyone up to fiber. I like the 14 grams for every thousand calories that you eat. I like that recommendation, but I've kind of like come away from trap, like sugar and salt because there's just also a lot of data that like, if you're healthy and active, salt isn't necessarily something you need to be afraid of, um, especially if your diet is very, very low in processed food. And sugar, again, like if we are watching our macronutrient intake as we start to maybe take some carbs as we adjust to like higher protein and higher fat, and as we're also working on fiber, like most people see sugar like kind of start to naturally come down because they're finding ways to fit in more vegetables. Now with your background in healthcare, but I think this even goes just to really all nutrition coaches that we do have a lens for things beyond macros, beyond fiber, um, certain like nutrients. And, and it really comes down to the client that you're working with too, as far as what you're looking for. But I think that that would be a, a, a neat insight to our listeners and our clients to realize that, Hey, like when we're looking at your intake, it's not just calories. It's not just protein. It's, it's all of these factors. You know, we already touched base on how a lot of it is between the ears and has nothing to do really with the the food itself, but some of maybe the, like the vitamins or the minerals, or like you said, as, as you start to hate saying clean up your diet, but improve the, the quality of your diet, all those, you know, micronutrients start to improve, but are there any that you specifically look for either in a whole or you know, we work with a lot of women in general. So maybe just for women. Yeah. And again, this is always going to be like super individualized. Um, I, I finished the NTP program in a couple months and they always say like bio-individuality, but there are a few kind of like set rules. Um, so you always want like sodium and potassium in a good balance. So if people are using um, chronometer, chronometer, however you say, how do you guys say it? I say chronometer. That's what I say. Okay. That's what it's called. (laughs) Um, but if your sodium is like 5,000, but your potassium is only like 1000, we definitely want to get that potassium typically to at least half of sodium. Same with magnesium. Like you also probably want to be shooting closer to like 400 milligrams for magnesium. And then like certain minerals are 
based on, you know, maybe certain things you have going on. So selenium is going to be really important for thyroid um, and female hormone health. People can easily get that through their food, but that's definitely one I look out for. Usually, yeah, like usually as we see people start to yeah clean up, like all those numbers naturally come up. Um, but a good nutrition coach, I think will tell you like you have you know, if you have certain health problems or concerns, or you're dealing with female hormone reproductive issues, like there are certain, there are certain things that you kind of want to be aware of. Oh, and like the omegas. Um, Everyone's really big on like taking your omega threes, but actually you need the two to one balance of omega six to three. Um, So people keep supplementing with omega threes and kind of like throwing that off when they're already eating a super clean diet. And we actually do need that pro-inflammatory response from omega-6s as well. I love that you had mentioned, I was literally just about to say like, disclaimer, as you know, as your food quality increases, so much of this can iron a lot of itself out. So I don't want, you know, our, our clients to get overwhelmed, like, whoa, okay, just learned what a protein is and how that's, you know, different than say carrot. So don't think you need to dive in head first to all of this, but just a little insight into, you know, what the three of us do is, is we are looking for these things. Um, and, and that's really the benefit of the coach. I mean, Alexa works with the coach. Clearly I work, you know, I work with you, Kelly, that it's, it is quite nice to know, like, okay, I have another set of eyes on what it is that I'm intaking. And then, and two, be the science and the math behind it to say like, Hey, you'd actually really benefit from insert this type of food. So as you're learning macros, you can understand from a caloric standpoint. Um, and that's only going to help you from a health standpoint too. Yeah. I'm like for people who maybe are listening because they're interested in getting into this, it's, it has to be like sustainable. And so like stepwise, so like step one is just like tracking. Like you just have to get started. Step two is like, typically you start eating more protein. You know, step three is really learning how to like hit certain targets and balance everything. And from there, people then start to be like, oh, wow, like vegetables, like keep me full. And like, if I don't eat just like breads and grains all day, like I feel better. And then I'm adding in more fruits and veggies. So it's like, you can't just say like, okay, we're going to clean up your diet, eat more protein, hit certain targets all at once. And I think a lot of people, when they hear like macro tracking, that's what they think people expect. And it's like, no, like for this to be sustainable and for you to actually learn from it, we have to do it in like, a stepwise fashion because then you're learning and you've like nailed one habit so then when it comes time to add in the next one like the first one is like mindless now and I think that's like a really important thing for people to realize is that a good coach won't just like try to have you do all of this at once like it really is about doing things step by step and like learning from it and really making it a part of like for when you don't want to track, but now, you know, like, wow, I feel so much better when I have like a huge salad with lunch with protein. 
Um, and then like, if I work out in the morning, I really like having that waffle with my yogurt or whatever. And then throw exercise in the mix of it. And, yeah. and we've completely uprooted everything. So, yeah. so baby steps, it's not just Alexa and myself dripping everything. It's, it's yeah. really just the sustainable approach to really anything new. It's just to yeah. take it one day at a time. And it, yeah, it's kind of just like a way to teach you how to like eat for life. And it does make, you know, hitting certain goals like easier because you have actual data that you can be tracking. Um, but if you're just here to like learn how to eat, use it for that and like really look at your meals and say like, oh, okay, like this is how I feel best and what's helping me get through the day without needing so much caffeine. Um, so like, how can I continue this kind of like routine and structure forever? We always say it's not the sexiest sell for us, right? Like, Hey, come join us. If you want to learn how to eat right and make this sustainable long-term, you know, we don't have that tagline of, you know, lose 30 pounds in 20 days and get shredded in six weeks. So what would be, I guess, your advice to anybody out there? That's probably, I'm, I'm sure you've worked with a ton of clients who, have done every diet out there possible. Um, what would you, what would be your advice for them as far as they're ready for that next step? They're ready for a change. So, I mean, yeah, people come and they're like, I've tried this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, have you ever just tried eating like no fad diets, like no, you know, regimen and no like timelines. Have you ever just tried like eating without trying to follow some approach. And most people are like, wow, no. So I'm like, cool, we're going to start there. And then it's really just, it's just like a lot of mindset work of like, so how do you feel? And they're like, oh, I feel really good. I'm like, okay, cool. Like workouts are getting better. They just start to have, like, they find themselves relying less on caffeine. They, they don't get that like 3 PM energy slump. And then as time, you know, and then maybe they're a little like, oh, I just, I want to cut, I want to cut, I want to do this. And I'm like, let's just hold off. Like you have a sex drive, like, you know, your period came or I like, I, or you were able to like have your husband's birthday and you weren't like in your head about like calories all day. Cause you kind of had this pre-awareness that like, oh, I had a really healthy breakfast and then I had a really light lunch so I can just like enjoy myself. So my advice to people is always just like, we're kind of just going to like teach you how to eat. Like, yes, eat all the healthy foods. But like this is all just about balance because if it's not sustainable, just like the other things you tried, it's, it's not going to work. You know, cause clients come to us all the time and say, what, well, when I did this, it worked. And we're like, well, if it worked, you wouldn't be here, right? But it so didn't. we don't consider something working unless you're continuing to, to do that, right? And I think that's where all three of us can agree that every single client that signs up with us, we're going to tee them up for that. This is a sustainable approach, a long-term approach. You're going to put in a lot of tedious, hard work in the front end, but it's going to pay off in dividends in the long end. And that's like when I tell, when people say like, I'm ready to cut, I want to cut. I'm like, but are you? Because if you look back at your logs, like if you're barely being able to stay consistent with these higher calories, how are you going to stay consistent in a cut? 
you know, and most people, then that's when they're like, oh, and I'm like, yeah. Or like, do you even know which foods or whatever you're going to be like kind of dropping down or potentially cutting out for the duration of the cut? Like, do you even know where those foods are going to come from? And they're like, oh no. And I'm like, yeah, if you just, when you go into these things without kind of like that awareness of a plan, like you're just not going to be as successful versus you've learned how to like track your food and eat at maintenance. So when it comes time to a cut, you're like, okay, I can probably like decrease the rice or I'm going to decrease my cereal or I'm going to have like one less sugary treat and like, boom, that can be your like 300 calories that's needed for a cut. But like, because you spent all that time learning, it makes that cut that much easier. And like, you will be successful versus not learning anything and having like no habits kind of in place. And then all of a sudden you're down 300 calories and people are like, oh, I don't know what to do. And it's like, well, yeah, you don't know what to do because you didn't give yourself the time to learn it. Yeah, it's not sort of that chronic like dieting. You know, we, we toss around the word diet. And when we say diet in, in my brain, and I think I can speak for both of you, it's, it's the way in which we as individuals or a culture eats. But in, you know, average Joes, sorry to all the Joes out there, here's mine, they see it as um, dieting down or, or eating to lose weight. Yeah, I'd like a deficit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to continue to reap the be- benefits of Miss Kelly, right? So where can they find you? How can they subscribe to your amazing biweekly emails and social media and all that jazz? Yeah, I'm just um, at kellywright.co on Instagram. Um, there's a link in my bio to, yep, sign up for my biweekly now emails. Um, they're just kind of like fun and more of just kind of like blog style with bits of like science and just relatability, um, pretty short. Um, and then from there, you can also just send me a DM if you're interested in coaching or chatting more about nutrition. Um, yeah, just follow me. Well, thank you so much for your time and expertise and truth bombs. Uh, We are so happy to have you on our channel today. Thank you so much. This is so fun.